and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to this No Place Like Tara, Still at Home edition, episode 215 of There's No... I completely have fudged, and I don't know why I said fudged. I've... Leave it all in, Grace. Leave it's it all, all in. going in. Don't edit it. Don't edit this out. <laughs> oh my god, 215 of There's No Place Like Tara, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am still Nixie. And I am just waiting for my cue. <laughs> you can take any lead up you want, as long as I get the toss. Uh, I am Grace. <laughs> Today we're going over uh, SG-1, yes. Stargate SG-1, yep. Season 9, uh-huh. Episode 12, yep. Collateral Damage, a.k.a. Inside Out But Murdery. <laughs> <laughs> That's my a.k.a. Uh, I was just, uh, mine was not creative. I like yours better. Mine was just <laughs> Inception. Yeah, that's pretty good too. Yeah. But I do like Inside Out, but with murder. Yeah. It's a murdery, murdery Inside Out. Um, it's just a, the, your memories and implanting and breaking. Memories. and. <laughs> I still want to watch Cats While Drinking. Mm, I here's what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to yeah. do that with you next weekend. Okay. Because y'all school ends this week. No, and no, I'm no. so psyched. Here's the thing. We can't do it until we're able to be in the same oh. place watching it. That's true because the Discord watches aren't as clear and you no. need the full clarity for we that need shitty full clarity if we are going to MST3K cats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. We'll it'll be one of our celebratory things that yeah. we do. Yep. We'll get real loopy. Uh-huh. And we'll watch it. Uh-huh. I'm interested. I'm into it. Um how was your week? <laughs> My week was, you know, the same as the previous how many weeks. Um <laughs> second verse, same as the first. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's like fucking groundhog day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over and over again um i sometimes change clothing sometimes so the often big... there are showers sometimes. not often enough yeah. yeah you know showers do happen <laughs> yeah um i will say the highlight of this week was last well this past week you guys are hearing this on tuesday we're recording this on saturday so last night's episode of clone wars and I can't say much because Grace is super not caught up. Um, not even close. I will say it was one of the best episodes of Clone Wars I've seen. It Clone Wars. had enough that I was yelling, not out of anger, but yelling in terms of holy shit at the screen multiple times. It has okay. one of my top lightsaber battles, I think, now in wow. Star Wars. Uh, I, wow. The be- it's a better lightsaber battle than the entire recent trilogy. 
And I'm not oh, one. Yeah. And I'm not one that. who hates the recent trilogy, but this was a better lightsaber no. battle than all of the recent trilogy because the one thing about the lightsaber battles in the recent trilogy is they are not finesse battles. They're like brute force battles. Yeah. They're, they're much pa- more very like passionate. They're much more like traditional like sword battles where it's just okay. strength and swinging. This is yeah. all dance. of the finesse. This is a dance. This was, it was actually motion captured and not just straight animated. And you can tell. That's cool. And this last four episode run has like a different title treatment to it. It has a, I I think, I haven't gone back to, I think it has a different uh, formatting to it. It's more cinematic. The, I think they even somehow cranked up the quality of the animation and everything. There's moments that are fucking paintings. It is stunning. There is the there are characters that were so underserved in previous times you've seen them that like the dialogue like it was just so good. And I can't even tell you the main characters and some of the things I was yelling I can't tell you yet. Uh, <laughs> if anyone else has seen it and your Patreon, we can go into the spoiler section of our Discord server oh, yeah. and talk about this episode because it was mind-blowing. That's perfect because then you have a place to talk to people yeah. and you don't have to keep it all in. And we keep me unspoiled. I oh like it. my god, I cannot wait yeah. till you see this because... It's so Star Wars Clone Wars, and this is the newest stuff on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, this is addressing. the most recent season, um, which I think... You know, there are characters who I wanted to see a little bit more from this season. Um, but mm-hmm. I think the 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 main character arc that I wanted, I'm getting. And it's making right me on. very happy. And yeah, I am out of joy and holy shittery yelling at the screen. And last night's episode had so many beautiful parallels and ties to the movies and and just some beautiful visual storytelling as well it was just beautiful it was just so good so okay okay so watch clone wars Got that it. was <laughs> by far the highlight <laughs> of the week <laughs> nice um i actually did manage to watch a little bit of something i hadn't seen before um, I had a sick day yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, which guys take care of yourselves. Yes. Um, just every time I get sick, I'm going to tell everybody yeah. else to take care of themselves <laughs> because I like to redirect. Um, yeah, my immune system's unhappy, so uh, I'm hunkering down even harder. Yeah. Uh, I'm no longer going to the grocery stores for their runs. Um, uh, fiance Jesse has become our hunter gatherer, <laughs> if you will. Um, and I just do a lot of cooking because uh, things are getting a little tough for yeah. me. Um, so I did a no homework day, which I cheated because I did homework <laughs> in the morning. I had a group project and I needed to chicken with. But after oh that, I gosh. did no homework day. Yeah. Um, so I watched a couple of things. Um, I watched Fight Club, which I love. It's just a movie that I love. I've still only seen it once and I was, yeah. I think I fell asleep. <laughs> Yeah, Not because of the You movie, know what, though? Because of me. <laughs> but you know what, though? It's a grace film. It's, it's a grace film. And I get it. It's it's yeah. it's it's gritty realism Which is, uh, that's I, slightly at uh, the edges of real. 
which I think we figured out is not 100% my type of film. Yeah, yeah. Anything like mindfuckery shame. like that is, yeah. I love the mindfuckeriness of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I watched that, and then I watched Drop Dead Fred, I which I had not one. seen since I was little. So I had not seen it since it came out when I was little. Um, and I think when it came out, I was like nine or eight or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, and I rewatched it. And to my surprise, I had forgotten uh-huh. that the queen herself, Carrie Fisher, is in that movie. I do. So I remember <laughs> watching it far younger than I should have. I think it was one of those things where it was on TV and I didn't, I was too young to really understand the film. Um but I do remember in retrospect going, oh, Carrie Fisher was in that, like, as I looked it up later. Yeah, because she's not Princess Leia in that. It's just yeah. Carrie Fisher being Carrie Fisher. She's yeah. still amazing and she's still the fucking hero that we've always wanted her to a be. a fucking goddess. Yeah, and I'm going to guess that that is one of the scripts that she doctored. Because, yeah. oh man, it's rough. Even after her hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I watched it because I... Um, I, I wanted to do a character study on on Lizzie, the main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why, but there's something about her that's calling to me. Um, and I love Phoebe Cates because she's oh. Phoebe Cates. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. when I was younger, that's what people told me I look like. So then I am now I love her. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but that was fun. So I did watch that and I watched so the one new thing that I did watch. Uh, is I started the show Fleabag. I have been seeing that, and, like, it's been on my <laughs> list of... Someday I will watch this when I have nothing to watch. So, let me tell you, um, I we have one friend... Uh, the Most of our tight, tight group is a bunch of married people, except for yeah. one friend. And this character, the main character in Fleabag is a single woman in London just kind of, you know, oh, fucking so around her like way through said life. <laughs> like so I, I texted my friend and I said, I'm very angry right now at you because you don't have Amazon Prime and cannot watch the show with me because I need you to watch this show. <laughs> well, that is actually enough to get me to watch that show. <laughs> yeah, it is it is let, let me tell you, it is it's I just fucking love it. And I it took me a while to come around to watch it because everybody's like, ah, oh, the show's so great, the show's yeah. so great, and my yeah. punk ass attitude won't let me deal with that and that. just watch a thing. <laughs> and so I finally watched it last night and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And she's just kind of this piece of shit human being in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, um but then you learn why she's why she's so lovable. It's like gotcha. the reason you love her is because of this thing that you learn. Understood. And you're like, oh, God, she's a person. You know what I mean? How um, dare people be people? Yeah, but it's it's really fun. It's really fun. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge is amazing. And Interesting. Uh, this gets used a lot, but she's very daring. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, I, love, I love a woman who's not scared to not be pretty on TV. Which yeah. I thankfully I feel like is becoming more common. Yeah, um, it is. and and in the sense of like, not in looks, but in willing to do shit that's considered not ladylike yeah. or womanly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And she's just willing to do this shit that's just like, oh, God, this is hard to watch. <laughs> but fine, fine. <laughs> this I is where it. we are. Yeah. Uh, that's all. Uh, those are the things that I cut up on. <laughs> Back yep. to our regularly scheduled program of homework. We have nothing else exciting. It's not like we've Blah. been anywhere, done anything. Yeah. Um, and we did watch some Stargate, believe it or don't. We did watch some Stargate. <laughs> Actually, I believe uh, Brother Matt also watched some Stargate, but different season. Uh, oh, 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 the other thing we did, the other thing we did, which I'm going to say controversial things here, we finished oh. Lost, okay? We finished oh. Lost. And you know what? Tell us. You know what? I still like the ending of Lost. Controversial statements. Really? I still like the end of Lost. I, Good like, for you. Listen, is the last season hard to keep track of who is in which group on the actual island? Yes. But, like, if anyone comes at me and says, oh, so it doesn't matter, they're in purgatory the whole time, I will verbally fight them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not what the last season was. <laughs> or, well, I mean, that's not what the series was. Um, sure. Yeah. Is it messy? Yeah. It, you ever... It's like, okay... I, they both have things to do with J.J. Abrams, but that's not why I'm comparing the two. Like, were you ever going to be able to finish a, se a series like Lost that had so much goddamn, like, pressure on solving what this was perfectly? No. Were you ever going to finish a thing like the Star Skywalker saga with so much pressure in a way that was going to make everyone happy? No. They did what they were going to do. Yeah. Well, and, um... You're right. You're right about that. That's a new perspective to consider things from. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting on my, like, first-level writer hat on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and endings are tough. But I think what I've learned is it's, it's – how do I say this? I think if they'd had a chance to end the show sooner, it could have been – way the potential for something a lot more beautiful was there potentially I, I i think the trouble they ran into is they didn't know they didn't know how it ended when they started well, and that's dangerous i have a hunch they knew like i i get the feeling that when they when they started it they knew what like the final plot point like the final end game in the last episodes what happened on the island. Mm. I get the hunch that they had that at least planned. But it's also hard when you're like, hey, we know the end of the story. And, and because you're on network TV, they're like, oh, well, we need uh, two more seasons of this many episodes. Well, per yeah. Season. And, and I think that's ultimately what it's what I'm trying to get at is. Yeah. If it was on like it's HBO. Tough to, yeah. It's tough to stick to your guns on this kind of stuff. I'm sure when you're in that Hollywood space yeah. and, and the networks are telling you, here's what it is. Uh, but it's like, hey, I, I yeah, it, it would have been great if they could have gone in and said, "This is the story, start to finish." Yeah, it's this long. Yeah, that's it. But um, I and I think the having to keep growing it made it get weird. Yeah, but I do. Going back and watching the last, the part that I was hit by the most is going back and watching the last season and watching the. We're spoiling all of Lost if you haven't somehow seen it. Um, fast forward a couple seconds. Um, yeah. If you... The last time... This is the second time watching it through, only for me. Okay. 
Going back and rewatching the final season and watching the quote unquote side flashes, sideways flashes, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Now, now knowing that that is not just like an alternate reality or what would have happened if it didn't crash. That part to me is the part that I really, really loved more okay. this time. The, okay. That's, I can see that. Like the what yeah. if. Like what ifs. knowing that that's what was going on this whole time and it was a world that they were creating together in order to come together at this sure. last bit. That part is the part that I really, really enjoyed more this time. I may I may give it another watch at some point. And um, I will also we'll admit the, the part that actually, there is one part that actually got me in tears. <laughs> there is one part that actually got me in tears is at the final, final moments as Jack goes back down and lays in, in, in the bamboo forest that he woke up as and then fucking Vincent <laughs> comes out yeah. and lays down next to him is the moment yeah. that I somehow shed tears and all of that. <laughs> well, that's appropriate. I mean... Because Popper. Good boy. The goodest boy. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk Absolutely. about Stargate. Absolutely. <laughs> I think we're, we're only I we're think. only a long ways into this. <laughs> what? Well, yeah. <laughs> so, January 13th, 2006. Uh, this episode was written by Joan Paul, directed by Will Waring. Um and I kind of in my haze this morning forgot to look up the guest stars i apologize oh that's okay <laughs> so I'll look them up as we're going so we start in a very confused and very unusual visual and audio storytelling storytelling i haven't oh we much. start in we started the first 48, like, yeah. that crime show, like, here's <laughs> yeah. what happened, with the voiceover uh -huh. of a very serious older man. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cam is on the ground. We're cutting back and forth. There's a woman. There's a house. Cam and the woman are snogging. Uh, the woman gets attacked. Uh, Cam wakes up and flies, finds blood on his hands, and he flashes back in and remembers himself beating the woman with a statue. Um, and then he, he, he wakes up to people coming in the house, arresting him, leading him through the house, the house from his memory and show him Dr. Rhea Varick dead on the ground, just as he remembers in his fractured fairy tales memory. Maybe that's my AKA fractured fairy tales. <laughs> I like that fractured fairy tales and credits. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's open. always nice to start in a crime situation. You got my attention right away. <laughs> I'm like, hey, this is my kind of world. Uh, by the way, crime. our guest star, the guest star we've seen so far, it, uh, Dr. Rhea Varick is played by Anna Galvin. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, I'm going to fill in the gaps. It's also fun because uh, Rhea is, fun fact, uh, uh, one of the characters in our D and D campaign. Yeah, uh, but uh, Anna Galvin is known for she was in Warcraft the movie. 
She was in the Tin Man, I think it was a miniseries. Um, and she yeah, was, was in Smallville. Miniseries? She was a character named Gina. Okay. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I did see Warcraft the film. Yeah, she played Draka. I, I mainly watched it because Ryro, Ryan Robbins, uh, who is a Stargate and Sanctuary alum, uh, was in Warcraft, and I'm not going to lie, the main reason I saw that film. <laughs> <laughs> also, nice. I like, I like uh, I forget the name, but the lead guy in Warcraft is the lead guy from Vikings, and that guy scares, oh, yeah. that guy scares me with his intensity on screen. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's one of those people that if you talk to them in real life, you're like, I'm tired. Like, I don't, <laughs> I have never seen an interview or any, like, I've never seen him out of character in anything, like, just a, an interview or anything. I'm, like, just from the characters I've seen him play, don't need to meet him in person. <laughs> Well, I love that if you're thinking someone's too intense, <laughs> that know. person is intense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have been told I'm an, uh, an intense personality before. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we just drink at the same time again? We just took a drink at the same reasons. time. <laughs> Because okay. things are weird and life is strange. Okay. We come uh, back credits, to the episode. Credits. 24 yes. hours earlier. And we see Cam has some uh, blinking disco lights on his face. And yep. um, we flash that we don't, like, we flash to a, a, a scene and everything. And we don't really know yet, but he is in the role of the emissary, who strangely doesn't yeah. get a name in the episode. Um, from from uh, from an outsider's point of view, it's like Cam's in weird undercover mode. Yeah. What's happening? Uh -huh. That's what my brain does. Yeah, yeah, because we don't really know yet. But he's like not yeah. Cam, ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, real creepy. Real creepy. Um, but we see him telling Rhea that she got a promotion. Um, and she did know about the ring, the claw. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but doesn't know and is now being told that they're actually going through the ring to explore. And this dude is the ambassador to those worlds. Mm -hmm. And the, the dude has seen all the technology out there and finds uh, Galar, I think that's the name of the planet, uh, vulnerable mm -hmm. to those technologies and that her project may be their only hope. Yes. Help us, Obi-Wan. You're our only Rhea hope. Wan. <laughs> So when Cam opens his eyes, Rhea is there uh, along with his team and the emissary mm -hmm. whose memory that he was reliving. So what they did is they copied his memory and then spliced it into Cam's brain. That's always safe. Let's uh -huh. just fuck with the... Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, who it incorporated him seamlessly, hence why Cam put himself in the emissary's role, because that is how the brain could grok that memory. <laughs> so they're building this as an educational tool, naturally. How could it possibly be used sure. for anything else but education? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Imagine the most Let me go into my first tirade. <laughs> 
let me climb up on my soapbox yep. to how soapbox. this won't work, okay? So, the idea of this tool is to take memories of someone who already has learned these things uh-huh. and then just implant them to a new person and say, look, now you have the experience I had. Yes. Um, and now you know all the things that I know. Now, the easy the easy the easy way to say this doesn't work is because info dumps don't work no however this this is this could be dug in deeper they're like well it's not an info dump if you're if you're giving the person all of the experiences but if even the experiences are info dumped there's not a lot to learn because the learning comes from the conflict the but, learning comes from being in the difficult space and how you would react to it. So if yes. you're learning how somebody else reacted to it, you're still not getting the most out of it. You're still not getting the full potential out of it. The idea with learning and with diverse brains and why we should have diversity on all levels of, 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 of communication, of organization, of everything, mm-hmm. is because every brain processes these conflicts differently. So even though you're learning someone else's process and what they did, you're not learning what you could bring. So you are destroying the potential yes. of this entire hurt person. I will say, 100% agree with that. I will mm-hmm. say that... This is at least one step more than, like, Neo in the Matrix going, I know Kung Fu. Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> they still, is, like, but... feel like they learned, like, they can access every yeah. part of that memory. But it's, like, it is still not that person learning it. Right. And that's the thing. It's, like, you know, think of something simple like riding a bike. And the way you learn to ride a bike is not the way I learned to ride a bike. The way and it's I not learned how to way... ride a bike is the way that I think no one learned how to ride a bike. So, Well, that's what I mean. If we had info dumped into you a memory of learning to ride a bike, sure, your body will adjust to it. But then we would have never gotten the Nixie approach to yeah. learning to ride a bike. Yes. Which the idea of opening up these other ways to solve a problem is our greatest strength as people. And that's as Tari only like, and as Galarians. <laughs> and that's only just like one minor reason why this whole yes. thing is a really fucking bad idea. Yeah, that, that's why I said the first of my many tirades. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, the, they adapted. I, I also this... want to share with you that that was off the top of my head. <laughs> it's all good. I just wrote rant here, <laughs> literally in my notes. I wrote rant here. Oh yeah, okay. it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so they apparently got this tech from a Gould memory device, and Daniel asked where they got it from. And here's my giant red flag in the scene. Yeah. Rhea goes to answer, but the emissary beats her to it and says that they just found it long ago because the Gould used to rule this planet and then, like, the Asgard made them a safe, protected planet. And I'm like, is that actually how they got the memory Ooh. device? Is it? Yeah. Well, and, and just always consider the source. Yeah. The fact that it's a Gould device means it wasn't built with the intention of anything good. Well, no, I'm more like, she goes to answer, and then he cuts her off, and I was like, and the look on her face, I'm oh, like, got it. that's what I mean. Yes. Is that oh, actually right. how they found the device? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did or, you really, though? 
Or because they've been going off planet, is there another way that they found this device? They thiefed it. They may have thiefed it, guys. I'm not making any accusations. I'm just asking the question. I mean, who's to say you don't learn how to use it, you take it from the people who had it, and remove their memories of it? And then no one's the wiser. So in the briefing room, just... the team explains what they saw <laughs> and experienced to Landry. Uh, and it could artificially accelerate their technical technological advancement, Daniel points out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cam's like, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the point. That's the point. Yeah. Daniel's like, that could be really dangerous. And Landry's like, um, pot kettle (laughs) yeah yeah uh for nine years we've been using technology that's way beyond us have you seen our spaceships we didn't make all that shit (laughs) this is no time to get judgy (laughs) daniel i know that you're trying to be ethical but it's coming across a little bit judgy (laughs) tiny bit of hypocrisy there i'm just saying yeah (laughs) as long as you acknowledge it we're fine yeah so they're trying to figure out what the Galerans want. I mean, besides goodwill and friendship and like peace between worlds, clearly mm-hmm. they want something. The team they is thinking things. they want some hyperdrive technology, considering the Joint Chiefs are already salivating over the idea of training jet pilots in days. Give uh, me them ships, yo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to continue talking. And apparently the team was invited to a reception and Cam hopes it includes dancing. It's it's party time. Uh-huh. I bet. Excellent. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, um, I wish we did get a chance to see Cam dance. I know. The man, I'm sure, can move. He can cut a rug. Yeah. Either that or he's going to look real ridiculous. Either way, it'd be fun to watch. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and, and, which reminds me of the thing that I watched this week was Onward. It's on Disney Plus now. It's super fucking adorable. It's really, really cute, guys. I loved it. And the best part... The best part that I was most excited about in the entire movie is there is a gelatinous cube. Of course there is. Amazing. <laughs> um, that reminds me of Chris Pratt, which reminds me of Parks and Rec, which reminds me that I am excited for next week episode. I'm excited for that, too, because I do love Parks and Rec, because yeah. let's not deny who I am on that show. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, if you... Like, seriously, everyone watch Onward. It's on Disney+. Plus. If you have Disney+, Plus, it's adorable. Uh, it's serious D&D love. Uh, it's a super touching, adorable family story. It's great. Right. Awesome. Okay. So I know our team, our SG-1, needs to be ready at all times for anything. But everyone uh-huh. is dressed up kind of nice for this party. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> I was really upset that we did not get a chance to see Sam in a fucking badass dress. Well, I'm you know just like, I'm more like, you can't Cam and Sam wear their dress blues and like the guys at least wear like a couple sports jackets or like something. Yeah, well, I would have, that's true. Even dress blues would have been better than what they're wearing. Like they're just in like their fucking, they might as well have shown up in their PJs. Yeah, they're just like, in their PJs. They're in their travel, yeah, they're in their travel clothes. You don't go to a party in your airport clothes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they did. Um, but, I, yeah, I really feel like we missed a great opportunity to see Sam pull a weapon. 
out of like a hidden spot on a dress. Full like lethal weapon mode, like like uh, and it's uh true cool. lies. Yeah, J- Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies. Yeah. Or um, you know, yeah, absolutely. This would have been a great chance for that, or a chance to come on wardrobe. I know there's yeah. something that you could have put together. But they're I not even y'all. So Cam and Rhea go, are walking by a pool. Like, it's still in mild, polite flirting. Sure, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's like, super innocent flirting that you would do with anyone at this moment. Yeah. And everyone else is talking to the emissary, who Daniel points out another key point. <laughs> that memory is kind of fundamental to your identity as a person. And then if yeah, you can't, let's talk about ethics, baby. <laughs> if you can't trust your memory, then you're kind of fucked. Yeah. As a person. I don't even have a soapbox for this one because it's beyond my realm of comprehension. Yeah. Because it's just, I, I can't, I can't. This is not eternal sunshine of the spotless mind where people are willingly removing stuff from their brain. No. This is just anyone can go in and do this shit to you. Like, and I'll be honest, I'm someone who I have a couple memories of my childhood that I could swear to you are memories of my childhood. And when I explain them to my family, they're like, that? No. And I can only (laughs) assume they're like dream memories of something that was just off of what happened or something. But like, I have childhood memories that are very vivid to me. And everyone else is like, yeah, uh, let's talk about our brains are wonderful things where even if it was that big to you, it could have just been your perspective. Oh, you know, 100%. it could have been where you were coming from. And it, it, it maybe they are real, but maybe they are. And, you know, adults forget that children see the entire world much differently than it is. Like, I was like, I'm like three in these memories type, like they're yeah. young memories. Yeah. So for you, maybe that is how you interpreted the space you were yeah. in. It just doesn't mean that on the outside, that's what it looked like. But it yeah. doesn't make it any less real. Um, and the emissary on the flip side says that memory is objective. Mm. Well, again, like the point that I just had where I had a very clear childhood memory that may or mm-hmm. may not be what actually happened in real life. Memory but, is super not objective. It's fact it's anything but objective. So Daniel's like, there's a difference between getting a a license plate wrong and not knowing if you really spent those four years in college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um I don't know enough about the matter because I just don't. But it's no, our memories are shaped by our biases. Yes. That's how we remember things. Yes. We we take the things we already know and we use them to understand the things that we're, that we're processing. Yeah. So no, memories are not unbiased and objective. No, 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 no. Far from the truth. And- um, in fact, there's been like... I think in like, uh, this is just me listening to a lot of my favorite murder, but you know, witness testimonies and things like that can sometimes get wrong. Sometimes be wrong. Yeah. And then fuck a lot of things up because of it. I'm also going to admit right here that while my notes say objective, it may very well been subjective. And I was typing this while not looking at the sheet. It happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But whatever they said. It but the point argument. is the same. 
Uh, yeah. But the emissary's like, yeah, well, that that's totally not going to happen because this system's clearly never going to be abused. Oh, look, someone is calling me over. I have to go. Sure, 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 sure. Nothing is ever mismanaged. Nope, this will never be abused. Or exploited, yeah. Uh -huh. nope, nope, never. So, <laughs> Dr. Merrow comes and steals Rhea from Cam, and the rest of the team joins him, and he doesn't think diplomacy is his thing, and Daniel, in the best line delivery of the episode, is like, oh, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's diplomacying her. <laughs> and Cam, for his part, plays innocent as to what Daniel might mean. Yeah. I mean, maybe Cam is innocent. He does look like Cam, my God. I know. Maybe like the man hasn't had to go out of his way to get a woman. He could just be talking to her, and I then it's like... Cam's natural charisma, like, Cam 100% is not, like, purposely flirting with this lady. So, I, they've made it up. In fact, I have a friend who sort of reminds me of Ben Browder as far as looks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny, his name's Ben. Uh, <laughs> Where the man is just naturally incredibly charismatic. Yeah. And and just and is just genuinely wants to know things and it's just so goddamn charming. Yeah. That every it's you know, there's there's people who every little old lady assumes are being flirted with by this person. It's yeah. just everyone just kinda sees that. Um I know something I, like I that wouldn't too. be surprised. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Cam's like I was just literally talking to her. Yeah. Um, because he's just genuinely that passionate and wants to understand people. And it's, the the easiest way to get someone to like you is to be interested in them, to, sh to show genuine interest yeah, in who I, they are. I know someone who has the same, like, super high charisma. Like, every person he talks to, he is 100% focused, eyes locked on that person, just as interesting. Like, yeah. like, listen, to the point of, like, if you didn't know... He was super happily married and wasn't naturally like this. If you just saw him out and like started talking to him, you can easily think that he's hitting on you. Yeah. Not by saying anything <laughs> that like the words would indicate he's hitting on you in any way. Just like because of the, again, the intensity and the natural just swag that he has. Yeah. 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 It's just swag. Yeah. Cam is Some person. people just have that stank. Yeah. Yeah. That stank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so meanwhile, uh, Meryl hands a paper to Rhea, who gets pissed and goes and confronts the emissary because the schedule's moved up and volunteers were picked for her without her say. All the test subjects are military officers and the, the emissary's like, look, 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 no, this is a good thing. Good thing. Like, don't worry. Military's not trying to take over. This is still under civilian control. And her voice raises as she gets more pissed. Uh, more people pay attention, including SG-1. Emissary's like, shut down. Like, shut it down. Voice mm -hmm. down. None of that. Uh, and Rhea storms off instead. And Cam follows her. You know, if you think about Atlantis, this government sounds a lot like a government very near and dear to our team. <laughs> yeah. This military government. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's all. Uh-huh. So uh -huh. um 
the, it makes things a little scary for the alliances that are going to happen. Uh-huh. Okay, like, that's all. Rhea has very legitimate fears. Yeah. So she starts to explain to Cam again that she's worried the military is going to take over the project. She doesn't know why she's complaining to Cam. He's military. Uh, and the same would happen on Earth. Um, Cam's like, look, I don't want technology to misused on any planet. I would like to help. Yeah. Um, and if your government wants to deal with my government, then I may have some pressure we can put on them. That's true. And she's very flattered that he would do that. Uh, she doesn't want to go and face everyone out there at the party again and ask Cam to walk her home. It's not far, but she doesn't mm. like to walk in the night alone because, you know, sure. there's crime. Sure. Yeah. And the emer- there's so many the emissary things. season leaves. You should just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good times now. This is uh, smooth. Very smooth. Very well done. Very smooth on, on his part, or on her part, I should say, because. Oh, yeah. Again, Cam gentleman is not like is walking her home because well i don't know because he's smart i hope at this point he he's is gotten the hint but here's the thing here but i would say even like that's icing on the cake i think cam either way sure. it's dark would walk someone home Oh, I, yeah, I think there's no expectation, but yes. he's definitely, yeah, 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 I hear what you're saying. That's what I mean. There's, uh, it's like, yeah. it's not only that. <laughs> yeah, 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 fair. Uh, he's not doing it with some sort of incentive of a, a treat at the end, if you will. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So they make it to Rhea's home, and she starts turning <laughs> lights on. Uh, Cam recognizes this house now from his memory. It's very weird because he remembers being here, but he's never been here before. And right. she's like, well, then you know where the drinks are. Pour us both one. That is my favorite part of the yeah. whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like at that point, she is just a tired ass fucking working woman who's like, I need a fucking drink. Yeah. Get us a drink. <laughs> you look like you can pour drinks. Make us both one. Go. And I yeah. do like that he goes right for the brown drink. <laughs> uh, man after my own heart. <laughs> uh so but i mean it is smart uh, he reads the context clues it is the one in the decanter that looks most recently used so why not <laughs> so <laughs> sorry they, i think we have a delay that's okay i i heard just i didn't actually hear any of it but i assume it was great and i fully approved because <laughs> our audio is cutting out because we're yeah, doing this we're pushing through guys this is fine this is fine. We're going to make it there. So he comments on how nice her place is. And she's like, yeah, my position has, you know, privileges. And then Cam slyly sneaks in that question of, you know, it's a big place for one person to be living alone. And then they get closer. <laughs> it's like not quite it's beyond flirting at this point it's just foreplay oh yeah oh yeah um and she admits that she was married uh but the job got in the way which cam totes understands and then they start snogging yeah and cam pauses it's like we shouldn't do this 
And she's like, yeah, well, you wouldn't have come home with me if you didn't want to do this. He goes, just to clarify, I didn't say I didn't want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I just said that we shouldn't. Which, But I do want to. (laughs) Great, like, line drawing there. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) but they continue talking. (laughs) Look. I shouldn't eat an entire batch of scones that I baked uh-huh. in one day. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not going to. I didn't say I don't but want I'm to aware. and I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying I shouldn't. Because but... <laughs> I might regret it later. But it the emotions things. now are the emotions that are going to win out. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We're so the next now. day, yeah, <laughs> the next we're, we're cut to present time. The next morning, everyone but Cam is led into the emissary's office. The first yeah, thing, yeah, we get a, a nice fade to black. <laughs> yeah, I. You know what? Listen, I'm not even going to question <laughs> what happened after that. I am just going to let them have their evening. Yeah. I'm into it. So the first thing Sam's like is like, where's Cam at? And the emissary admits he's in custody because uh, he killed Rhea, which obviously no one believes is true. Um, but they're like, well, we, f- we found him drunk and we assume it was a crime of passion and he had blood on his hands and his fingerprints on the murder weapon and he confessed. So... Yeah, we kind of assume he did it at this point. Yikes. This is not a good thing for Cam. It's not a good, here we are. you know, hole to climb out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, yeah, so, all the circumstantial evidence is uh, not in his favor. It's pretty circum... Not as circumstantial. Sure, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> fair. So, in jail, the team asks Cam what happened, and he's very quiet, and he admits that it's all blur, and he relives the memory as we saw it before at the start of the episode. He remembers all of his anger, he doesn't remember why he was angry, and he just picked up the statue and he hit her. And Daniel immediately, thank you, Daniel, goes, well, they must have implanted a memory into your head. Yep. And Cam's like... (laughs) Yeah, I figured that too, and I've been telling myself that, but I can still see her face. And, like, if someone told you that everything that happened yesterday was fake, like, how could you tell? Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness Daniel has been mulling this over the entire night, not Uh sleeping, just thinking about memories, because that's why the second he does this, he's like, I know what happened. My worst... (laughs) My worst ideas just came true. The yeah. end. Bye. Yeah. This is why I am here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Emissary calls the whole team to his office and they are just kind of going to wash their hands of it. They're going to let Cam return to Earth, which shocks everyone, including Cam. Uh, the Emissary's mm-hmm. like, look, we're trying to maintain, we're trying to keep your diplomatic status, Cam. They may revoke it. You may just have to stay on Earth. Um, but we just want to put this to bed quickly for the good of the negotiations. Diplomatic, Im- diplomatic immunity. 
Um, Suspicion arises. And Teal and Daniel immediately were willing to just sweep this under the rug. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) No big deal. There's greater concerns, you know. Uh, Teal and Daniel are like, yeah, but there is the slight issue of Cam is innocent and therefore you have a murderer on the loose. Meh. <laughs> um, Emissary points out how very, very few people could have put that memory in Cam's head and none of them have any motive, which the Emissary knows is a flat out lie. Yeah. Which I will point out later. Yeah. Uh, he, it, the emissary says, look, you're going to be found guilty if you try to have this trial on the planet, and you should be grateful that you get to go home. Wow. Which, the mere idea of being grateful about this has Cam pissed. He goes, how can I be grateful to have this memory in my head for the rest of my life? Yeah, this is not okay. This yeah. is, Yeah. And and that was just like, you know, I get that. That's fine. Well, we can remove the memory and then we'll put a pleasant thing in there instead. Which Cam's like, no, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. How about remove the fake shit and let me have yeah. my real memories back? Like, that's not a solution to this. Yikes. Um yeah. And his third alternative is a full investigation and trial where the emissary's like, all the evidence points to you. And the penalty is death. And Sam's like, you may want to think about what you're about to do. And Cam's like, Leroy fucking Jenkins, I need to do this. <laughs> I'm going in. Yeah. Which going is... Going hard. Yeah, which, I mean, is a lot to Cam's credit for knowing, like, knowing the full situation. I cannot say that I would be able to just go forth with the investigation. Yeah, well, I I think this is where... This is where... This is an inkling to the experience he's had before. Yeah. And so he understands what it knows to live with that type of feeling. Yes. So he's seen the other alternative, and he's like, death. Death before this again. I mean, I would be one that, to just, like, replace it with some happy shit, but... Yeah, I mean, but again, we haven't been in that situation that he's been in. 100%. And I think that's what shapes this decision. Yes, because which I think is... Because experiences, good or bad, shape what we do <laughs> and who we are. Uh-huh. That's why you should keep your own memories. So yeah, I think I think to fully understand why he does that is we need to get that later memory of Cam's that we get. So back on Earth in the briefing room, yep. Landry kind of gives no shits what Cam wants to do, and is like, unless Cam gets back to Earth, all trade negotiations are not happening. We're gonna give him the yeah. silent treatment until we get, you know, our friend back. Yep. And Daniel's like, well, I mean, I kind of see his point, because, like, no matter what, he either has the memory of killing this woman, or knowing she died and not knowing 
like no one was re- no one had to pay for like no one was responsible it's just a cold case like yeah either way there's there's no res there's no there's there's nothing that comes out of this that's that's yeah. positive so um Tilk is like look even if I'm guilty they're not going to fucking kill Cam if they want to keep negotiations with the Tari and which, look who's learned how to be a diplomat <laughs> I know can't say he's wrong <laughs> and Sam spoke to Meryl that no. they can use no. the mind tech to see if the memory is real or not uh, and Sam's gonna go with that and like watch that and then we're also gonna get the Jackson Teal investigative duo which I really wish we saw more of in this episode yeah but there wasn't enough time I, I want them to I want them to be like Jensen and Holes. Yeah. Status. <laughs> well, I'm going to say this because Grace is not going to know what this means. When I say the Jackson Teal'c investigative service, everyone knows the exact gif I am thinking in my brain. There you go. Grace doesn't know what that means yet. And she will next season. I'm ready. <laughs> so uh, Cam is led into the mind room. I was what I'm calling it the mind <laughs> space the mind space what do they call it uh what's the, the what's the 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 room in community uh Abed's like hang on you just cut out what you asked what you what is what, the what what's the name of Abed's room in community it's well I keep thinking mind palace but that's Sherlock that's Sherlock but anyways I was called the mind palace because that sounds good too so they head into the mind palace Hi. with Sam and Meryl and Amaro is already there. Amaro, we saw we saw like lurking at the party. Yes, like, they definitely set him up to be a bit of a red herring. <laughs> yeah, because he's the one who's yeah. like, because he's the one. The whole he was creeping out at the the party, and then the, he spends the rest of this episode going, "Well, clearly we find no issues. Cam did it." Yeah. We should yeah, give up. And um, blast. So Sam wants some of that blood they took from Cam uh, to check his blood alcohol level to be sent back to the SGC just to corroborate. Also, because we don't trust our technology and we're mm-hmm. pretty sure you're hiding something. But, I mean, we're not going to tell you that part. Sure. Well, we don't so, know if there's any roofies in there that they didn't test for. Anything's possible. So Meryl also kicks all the guards out of the lab. Amaro is like, look, um, if we thought for a moment you actually killed Rhea, we wouldn't be helping you. Uh, and we're pretty sure it was the military anyway because they're opposing, like, they want the project and, like, we don't want to give it to them. So, of course, they just knock off the head yes. of it so that they can take control of it because that's what militaries do. Uh. That sounds right. Uh, you know, they just figured Cam would claim diplomatic immunity, sweep it all under the rug, which is kind of what the emissary was trying to get him to do. What they really wanted him to do. Yep. So they get to ask questions. Uh, they explain that brain activity is fluid. Uh, it's hard to isolate them and they color each other because, you know, memories, your brain's like memory soup. Mm, Memory soup. (laughs) that sounds delicious and emotional yeah i want it to be (laughs) essentially like if you made us an edible soup from melted crayons 
So it's super colorful, but you can like mix colors together. You know? Okay. Yeah. I feel like I like memory cereal. Like everything bleeds into the milk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I like memory soup too. Yeah. <laughs> or like melted ice cream. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Uh and, and anyways, but it's why it's hard to graph memories into each other because it's really hard to create like minimal amounts of inconsistencies that your brain can't overlook. Because again, we know our brain really likes to uh-huh. patch things over, which is why our dreams are sometimes so fucked up. So, <laughs> uh, to establish a baseline, they identify key moments from Cam's childhood. They're like signposts that influence everything that came after them, so they can use them as guides, which I kind of love. If we're talking about, like, memory being fluid, I love the idea of, like, your memory is a a stream or a river, and these memories are, like, these giant rocks in the middle of the river that, like, all the new memories have to fucking, like, part ways and, like, go around them, and so they disrupt all your memories. I like. That. I do love that. It's like this idea that everything's working towards, um, well, and that you have to set a baseline to understand the memories yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, which is, it's kind of like when you, when you take a lie detector test, which I don't know how valid those are anymore, but they always start by asking you things that are just we know yeah. are truths. Yes. What and is your name? Is your name? You this? gotta. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so I like this idea that, like, we need a real memory so we can establish a baseline for you. Yeah. So we get a flash of little Cam. Little Cam. And a hospital. Little Cam. Uh, and Cam tells Sam, seriously the names, that he's in the VA hospital right after his dad's accident. His dad was a test pilot. Yikes. And we see little Cam head into a hospital room where we see his dad has lost both legs above his knee. And yes, it scared Cam, which what child wouldn't that terrify? Um, Yeah, that is a lot to take in at any age. But they, (laughs) they both actually smile at each other because they know, look, he's still alive. He's still here and he's going to be okay. Um, and well, let's take a moment memory. to give credit to this dad. Yeah. It's like this dad is like, um, he's probably going through a lot. The man is a test pilot who just lost his legs. Yeah. And yet the second he sees his child, he's like, hey, 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 remind yourself that things will, there's a way through this because you got a kid here that you're teaching a lesson to. My eyes are up here. <laughs> Like, yeah. look at me. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna you be know. okay. We're gonna move through this thing. Uh, and so we move into another memory, which is a few months later. He's still in the hospital. Um, and they watch the first shuttle launch. And he was about 10 years old. Um, and his dad says, look at that. Space planes. If they can do that, the least he can do is walk again. And if okay. you thought, yeah. <laughs> Help what me were you do the math. I wasn't, yeah, I was How... the same thing. Well. I feel like Cam is too young to have been that old. 
Well, okay, so nineteen. So say he was born in nineteen seventy one. So when was be, the first shuttle launch that they're watching? Oh, uh, that would be well. I'm gonna. If you thought I was gonna, they were gonna mention the first shuttle launch, and I was going to go into a very long tirade about not okay, tirade, okay, but okay, okay, educational okay. lesson. But to go back to math, um, he would have been born around 1971, which means okay. if this is if this is like 2006, he's like 35. Okay, okay, that's reasonable. Yeah, I went dumb for a minute, and I I heard shuttle. But I just thought first man in space, and I said, "There's yeah. no way that Cam was no. born in the fifties no. no, no, to no, be no. old enough to watch this yeah. happen." Okay, no, no, I'm no, done. No. I'm, okay, I'm not an so, idiot. <laughs> he would not have been alive first man in space. Yeah. So yeah. STS one, or if you don't know what STS means, it's Space Transportation System one was the first shuttle mission. Uh, it was Columbia. There was multiple shuttles, as you know. Um, it was launched 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, April 12th, 2000, or 19, I said 2000, 1981, um, which, fun fact, it was, the launch was delayed two days, so coincidentally, it was actually launched on the 20th anniversary of Yuri Gagarin's launch of Vostok 1. Okay. Which is, like, I've... a fun coincidence. So okay, I've got a minor delay okay um so i missed a lot of that but i'm gonna listen back <laughs> okay later um it was it was accidentally launched on the 20th anniversary of the first of yuri gagarin's launch by like accidents okay like coincidence <laughs> so it was it was up for just over two days like this really was a can we get the shuttle up and down safely Got it, uh, and got there it. was two two uh, two people on the first launch. The shuttle obviously carried many more people than two, but they just sent two up. Um, the 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 second person I'm going to mention first uh, was Robert Crippen, and this was his first flight of four on the space shuttle. But the mission commander was one Mister John Young, which. I mean, I feel the need to review this man's incredible flight history with NASA for a second. I know the name John Young. You're going, that just sounds like an astronaut name. It just sounds like, that's definitely an astronaut, John Young. Okay. There's a reason you recognize it, and you may not know why. Uh, He was in the first manned Gemini mission, Gemini 3. He went up with Gus Grissom, who was another infamous astronaut. Uh, he also went up in Gemini 10 and did the first rendezvous in space, which was a key thing. They did uh, spacewalks, and it was one of the key things of can we dock two ships in orbit, like go up and find it and dock, which is a key thing for the Apollo missions. He then uh, went up in Apollo 10. Holy which, crap. Which orbited the moon and did everything Apollo 11 did except actually land on the moon and he was wow. the he was the command pi- command module pilot there so he stayed in orbit um all sorts of records and, and things were beaten on that one too and then he landed on the moon with apollo 16 he was the ninth person to walk on the moon wow uh and then he was also on the first shuttle launch stn sts1 and then also flew in i think it was sts9 uh, and helped put up the first of the space lab modules. Like, 
dude. So here's how I think of what what this dude did, right? Uh, so in Hollywood, there's like mega stars, and then there's working actors. Yeah. And John Young sounds like a working astronaut. Like he yeah. just got shit done. He may uh-huh. not have had his name in lights as often as some other dudes, but this dude was a success. Like John he Young is was amazing. doing the work. Yes, and I so. Re- uh, I'm just thinking of this now. There is a road not too far from where you and I live called John Young Parkway. Yeah, it's after him. Which now I understand who is named after because we are yeah. in Central Florida. Yep. <laughs> um, and he he passed on I believe January fifth, two thousand eighteen. Uh, I remember. Uh, wow. The the news of of him passing and yeah, John Young is like, dude astronaut so uh fun fact though about the shuttle mission it's one of my random favorite fun facts about it well it applied to this one and the second mission for the space shuttle if you watch the shuttle launch if you see any pictures of the first two shuttle launches things look different than what you normally see when you see a shuttle launch and you have the giant external tank which is that largest center tank that's attached to the shuttle Uh, it's the one that isn't reused the two smaller ones are reused then the big orange one is burns up in the atmosphere and you always picture it and you always saw it as bright orange in, in all of the oh. pictures and all the launches and everything was bright orange. Well, the first two launches, it was painted white. And they painted it white because they, the shuttle is out in the outside for so long before it launches, you know, in the process of taking out from uh, the, the a vehicle assembly building and all this time in the sun. And they were worried about, like, sunlight fucking with the fuel... <laughs> And, like, you know, you don't really want to fuck with that much fuel. Oh, so okay. They realized that that was actually not necessary. Like, the sunlight wasn't going to be able to penetrate this tank and fuck with the fuel. So they stopped painting it. it after the first two missions. Not painting that external fuel tank saved them 600 pounds. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That is a shit ton of paint. It's a shit ton of paint, but it's also just like when you're launching something into space, those 600 pounds count. (laughs) Well, yes. I mean, (laughs) obvious, obvious, but holy moly. And eventually they came with with an even lighter uh, external fuel tank uh, that was a couple missions later, but orange they stayed. And it was, if you ever look at any of the first two photography or video of the first two launches, uh, the external tank nice. is white because of 600 pounds of paint. Wowza. There's my fun fact. It's the I little things, man. could have gone on. I almost, you should have seen it, Grace. I almost then included all the shit that happened in Gemini 3 and then Gemini 10. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm glad you did it because we're already an hour and five minutes yeah, into yeah. the pod I, and we're I not know. even halfway through the episode. I know. <laughs> Stargate. Although I would love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point, I'll just go off on NASA. So back in the current, <laughs> they're able to remove the sensors, they can calibrate the equipment, and then they have to run through the murder mystery memories. 
Uh, and Teal'c and Daniel, in the meantime, go to the emissary and is like, um, there is a whole bunch of redacted, deleted shit on these records you gave us. And the emissary's like, well, yeah, uh, she was involved with a bunch of top secret shit. And for national security reasons, we've wiped them, which assure you has absolutely no bearing in your investigation. And listen, oh, of course, listeners, I'm sure <laughs> I'm not going to make the obvious political joke here. You guys can go ahead and do that yourself. So, <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Uh, We're going to leave that be. That ten that that joke is ten feet away, and I'm not taking up my poll. So Teal'c wants no. to know how they can be sure that the information that was deleted is impertinent, and the emissary's like, "Cause I'm telling you, it's not." Oh, that's helpful. Thanks. And again, the uh, they do an amazing job with the red herring of you thinking that the emissary is also in on this shit when really he's just a bureaucratic asshole. So, yeah, it's yeah. great. So with Cam, he finishes, he flashes to the cocktail party and he flashes to the murder and waking up. It's all out of sequence, all, you know, dislodged. And Amaro wants to run more diagnostics. Uh, Morel is like, Mm -hmm. it's not going to change anything. And he storms off. And Amaro explains (sighs) to Sam that they can't find any evidence that the memory is false. According to the machine, Cam did murder Rhea. But so, we also know that we can't fully trust this machine, so I guess we're yeah. not done. So Cam goes out to find yeah. Morel, who, and she's like, look, you have to continue searching. Like, we know Cam couldn't have done this. And and Morel's like, yeah, that's not the machine says. The machine says that he killed her. And Rhea was not just a friend. Rhea was my wife. And they were separated for two years, which I also then have the question dun, dun, of, dun. <laughs> like... Are they just separated or are they divorced? Like, did Rhea... Because Rhea just said, I had a husband. Yeah, I think um, it could be one of those, we haven't signed the papers. Uh-huh. One Which of us still I hopes assume. that we can get back together and the yes. other one of us has moved on. Yes, I That's just find That's where it, I think we're at. I agree. I just found that an interesting point to add into this mix. And I'm oh, like... yeah. The emissary knows this. He has to know this. So when he earlier said, no one has motive, I'm like, look, I'm not a professional investigator or anything, but that's pretty fucking strong motive. Yeah, the first people <laughs> you look at are previous love interests or any un, un, unfulfilled, un, uh, you know, relationships that are not quite yeah. healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> motive. There's like, yeah. light up arrows pointing to motive. <laughs> Mo- yeah, he's just like covered in red flags, like a little porcupine of red flags. Yeah. A little red flag porcupine. Also, how cute <sighs> does that sound? It does sound really Little flags cute. all over him. Um, On an actual porcupine, it sounds like a little celebratory guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make you a cake with red flag porcupine. So, fuck Yes. Walter okay. brings in some results to, to Landry from Carolyn, and it's the most adorably awkward briefing delivery ever. This is my favorite part of the whole episode. And he, like, tries to remember what Carolyn said, but really can't remember, like, what was elevated and then what was not. And then try, 
Needless to say, uh, Cam was stunned or knocked out by an electrical charge, like a zat or some thing. Like I l- I'm gonna go now. I love this part so much because it really it's like a child trying to relay a message between two adults. Now we know that Walter's no idiot, but Walter's yeah. not a medical dude. So it's like, no. um, okay, fuck. What did she tell me to say? Let me just it's like when you're like, I don't know what these words are. I'm just trying to memorize the words. You might as well be speaking another language and I'm just trying to phonetically say it back to you. Um, next time, I think she should just pin a note to his shirt. Yeah. And be like, take this. Well, to I mean, that's essentially what the she report seems like the was person who was would. delivering. Yeah, this is yeah. me trying to translate yeah. something from Spanish to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next time, just put it on a post it note. Be like, can you take this Which to Landry? Which is now somehow a telephone game that I would like to play. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. Because I that would be so fun. Would know enough Spanish to know about every fourth word, maybe. <laughs> they went slowly. <laughs> That'd be a fun game. Okay. <laughs> so. So back in the emissary's office, um, like, just as a flip, Daniel's like, oh, I'm sorry, on Earth you have to prove guilt. I guess you just have to prove innocence here. Ah, convenient. Hmm, culture shift. Um, Now, is that true of all Earth or just our human uh, (laughs) United States Earth? Let's be careful how we use our words, Daniel. Yeah. Also, uh, I, I, Daniel, you're like idealism. Idealism is showing a little bit. Yeah. No. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not even go there. Uh, so <laughs> it is enough to continue the investigation. No, he is knocked out, and and Meryl Meryl doesn't want to help anyone because he's done. Uh, and Sam's like, "Let me talk." To yeah, you. I'm out. I'm like, okay. Just gonna fucking roll a great persuasion check. Yeah. Back in the mind palace, Cam is like, look, uh, seriously, dude, she said she had been married. I didn't know if she was still yeah. married. Like, I, I didn't know you're a husband. I didn't mean to snog your wife. Uh, Meryl's hey, like, bro, no hard feelings. Hey, like, <laughs> I do like how Meryl's not even that. Meryl's like, I mean, would it have made a difference if you knew that we weren't? married or whatever cam's like it probably would have mattered to cam i think yeah cam's a guy with integrity like he might have been like oh this is too close like because he was already on the edge of like is this unprofessional now if there was also these other ties he would have been like uh i'm gonna stay away from that drama it's probably uh, what he would have done i'm yeah, let's He's not. no Daniel. Daniel's like all in for the drama. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel would have already been in the bedroom. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um but they don't know how much more they can help because there's no anomalies in the memory to identify it as false. So it's either genuine or it's so fucking expertly put in there that none of the normal methods of detecting it are gonna find anything. So Right. The only other method they have is to compare it to a real memory of similar content and emotional weight. So unless Cam has a habit of killing innocent people, Cam's like, hold my beer. Well, actually. (laughs) 
Put me in coach. I'm ready to play. Yeah. Uh, he has a, a memory, and they pull it up, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's actually really similar to the death of Rhea. So we cut to Kim's memory. Mm-hmm. And in it, he is flying an F-16 somewhere in we can only assume is the Middle East, which I think is a strong guess. Uh, yeah. He has he has a target in sight. It's a three-vehicle convoy. Um, and they're waiting to get confirmation that the target is in that convoy. And while he's waiting to get confirmation, um, there is anti-aircraft or, or um, anti-aircraft artillery is coming at them. Triple A. And he's under fire. He's getting anxious to get confirmation that he can take a shot. And they finally give him the go-ahead. And he, he, like, confirms it back. And he gets the confirmation. He arms the missile. And fractions of a second after he releases it, they call in an abort. And Yikes. there's no way he can stop the missile. They can no longer confirm that the target is in that convoy. But the damage is done. And he watches the entire convoy get destroyed. Yeah, the bomb is away is a phrase I will be using from now on when it's too fucking late for something. Yeah. So later at the yeah, that's a shitty moment. Well, like it's shittier uh, when later at the base, as Colonel is like, oh, yeah, "Yeah, we're really, we're really sorry about that, bro. Uh, the local intelligence didn't work out. We were given that <sighs> intel." Cam wants to know who was in the convoy, and Colonel's like, "Don't think about it. It's not worth. It's it's not worth going there." And Cam's like, no, right. I need to know who was in the convoy. And the colonel tells him that as far as they know, it was a group of refugees. And he goes, Fuck. it wasn't your fault, Cam. And Cam's like, be it or not, it doesn't change the fact that I have to live with that for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's a shitty moment. I don't know that there's yeah. a good way out of it. There's, there's not a good way out of it. No, no. And I, I don't know and that's, what to believe is the best. Oh, go ahead. I was like, that's one where I don't know if it's worse not knowing or knowing. Yeah, that's basically the same. I was like, I understand where his superior is coming from. Yeah. To him, he's got to protect this brain so it can mm-hmm. keep doing what he needs it to do. Not mm-hmm. just because... He needs him to be a soldier, but because it's like putting blinders on a horse. Sometimes yeah. that's just the safest thing to do. But as a as a person in that space, what would I rather want? Do I want to know and then be aware so that next time I can make a decision differently? Or yeah. is it going to hinder my ability to do my job? Oh, yeah. what a shitty situation. Super shit-tastic. Um, yeah. So Cam wakes up clearly not happy he had to go and live that. Um, yeah. And he really hopes they got what they needed. And he sits down and Sam comes over and he's like, are you okay? And he's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love the honesty here. He's like, no, 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 this isn't, no. this is not your concern is not <laughs> enough for this to be okay. Yeah. This is the moment where you just don't, don't tug me. Yeah. Just don't. <laughs> Don't, don't. Just don't. If you're going to sit there, sit there quietly. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Just, yeah. no. 
So it's analyzed the data, and yeah, it worked. It it indicated that the memory of Rhea's murder was implanted. And Amro's like, oh, I'll go take the tell the emissary. And Cam's like, get your butt back here. Like, who you can tell Cam is also already emotionally drained to almost the breaking point. And he's like, we're not done here. Like, we don't just have to go, oh, the memory's fake. I need to know who actually killed her. And we're not leaving until we know. And I'm like, but Cam, can't, like, someone go tell the emissary and, like, take a half an hour while you take a short rest and, like, maybe regain some emotional strength back before you dive into that? (laughs) Yeah. How about don't double down right now when you're this wiped? Go have uh, some food. Like, go... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you need to remove this level of exhaustion that you have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead, uh, Daniel and Teal go talk to the emissary while Sam says with Cam, uh, which means a lot to Cam that Sam stayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they know the memory's fake. Cool. So now they can go look for other anomalies, inconsistencies, things that would make it seem like a weird dream, I'm assuming. Word has already gotten to the emissary, who is relieved that Cam is innocent. Because uh, a trial would have been detrimental to the relations between their worlds. And Teal'c's like, yeah. Also, you know, Cam knows he didn't kill someone. Right. How about that part? <laughs> yeah. Jesus, guys. Can we uh, at least and- act like we give a shit? <laughs> no, he can't. Emissary can't. And like, can emissaries- you at least just say it? Yeah. Like, you know... <laughs> don't even have to believe it like i don't actually believe anything that you say so just fake it till you make it yeah and they tell the emissary they're still at work to find out who actually killed raya and the emissary won't have that he's like look we have important science shit to do and we've given you our smartest people and our like fanciest tech for long enough like they have to fucking get back to work who killed raya is not important essentially is what he's saying yeah it's it's Again, um, it's still really shitty that they're like, and Daniel oh, has ultimately, good... her life doesn't mean a lot. Yeah. And and Daniel has a really good point where he's like, yeah, but, you know, Cam was assaulted. Memories were fucked with. An innocent woman was murdered. Like, I've only known Cam for a short time, and I'm pretty sure he's not just going to, like, let that shit go. <laughs> um... And as the leader of no. SG-1, you're yeah. kind of going to want him on your side as you're negotiating this relationship that you find so important. That's true. So, Cam, we see, is relieving this murder again. Clearly, like, an emotional wreck, as I'm assuming pretty much everyone would be at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, they worry that any signs are buried so deep uh, and reliving this again and again and again and, and going over it like, and Cam's like, no, this is the fucking least I can do for this woman. We're gonna keep going. Um, Amor asks Meryl how much yeah. longer they can put Cam through this. Even if it was Meryl's wife, like, how much can we put? And Meryl's like, nope, he volunteered. He were fine. He knew what he was signing up for. Uh, yeah. We... We know the splice points are impossible to find, 
because he was unconscious at the time. So it's like a dream. It's all jumbled up. And and he gets frustrated trying to explain his methods to Amro and basically tells him to fuck off. And finally, sometime later, who knows how long it's been, Meryl has something. And he makes sure Cam can hear him. And Meryl takes Cam to that point in his memory. And as he walks past the wet bar, he sees his face in the mirror. And he looks closer. And they slow the memory down. And he looks, his face is off. It's distorted. I love that part so much. It's so creepy. It's so creepy. Yeah. Uh, and Meryl tries to clean it up because somehow you can just clean memories up. Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, enhance. You know what it, yeah, enhance. that's what I was like. It's the enhance button. <laughs> Zoom in and enhance. Make pixels up. Yeah. Um, and we now see it's someone else in the mirror. It's Meryl. Bum, bum, bum. And Cam suddenly sits up. Sam's asks who it was in the mirror, and Cam points straight at Meryl, who is honestly stunned. Amro yeah. finds it impossible. Like, dude's been wanting to help and has been the one person who's been pushing the hardest to find out who killed Rhea. He wants to find the murderer more than anyone else. And Sam's like, what if Meryl doesn't remember? So he killed her. Gave the memory to Cam and then erased it from his own mind. Yeah. I mean, Which that's is, what I would do you know, if I killed someone. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Theoretically possible, but Meryl finds this insane because he loved Rhea. Yeah, sorry. Why would he <laughs> kill Rhea? Cam's like, seriously, dude? She left you. You didn't get over it. And you saw me leave the party with her. Like, duh. Like, motive. <laughs> yeah. So, Amaro tries to find a way to confirm this. Like, look, if Meryl erased his memory, then you had to replace it with something so they can search Meryl's memory for anomalies to now see if just Inception. Yes. <laughs> this part is just all Inception-y things, yeah. So, sometime after that, the whole team, uh, plus Amro is speaking to the emissary no two memories are identical which is true um but apparently meryl had an exact duplicate memory the night of the murder yeah he just you know this is on him for being a little bit lazy he just yeah. copy pasted he did he controlled and then just c didn't... controlled v his it... memories yeah and it's like dude at least like mess with it a little well, I guess from his point, he never in a million years thought right. that it would be searched at all. Like, that he had to put more thought. He thought That's he was fair. already covering his tracks seamlessly. Just by doing it. That's true. Yeah. Um, so as far as Meryl currently knows, he was in bed sleeping the whole time Ray was murdered. And he didn't just want to fool, ev like, us, everyone the emissary, he wanted to fool himself. Like, mm -hmm. that's what did him in. So Am yeah. So Amro takes the false memories out of Cam's head, um, but leaves the genuine ones. He still does remember snogging Rhea. Yeah. And Meryl comes in, 
And he comes in like he's meeting SG-1 for the very first time. And and everyone is shocked. And, I mean, he heard what happened to Rhea. Meryl, Meryl can't believe he's gone. Can't believe the accident occurred. Um, and the emissary just said it was best for him to get back to work. And he walks away to the machine. Oh. Out of earshot. Cam's for like... the good of the cause. Cam's like, what the actual fuck just happened (laughs) yeah so let me start by asking a question that goes a little bit further back so when he deposited the memory in cam's brain and then went back and removed it from his own do you think that act was an act of passion or do you think that part was pre-planned like, at that I point, think, was he just like, oh, shit, how do I cover my tracks? Well, because I think, I, I don't think the whole thing was, the actual murder was planned. So I think everything yeah. that happened was reactionary as well. And I think yeah. the planting it in Cam's head was exactly as was mentioned earlier. Oh, Cam will just have, he was there, diplomatic immunity, you know, it'll be fine. I'll get away with it. Uh, yeah. Besides, fuck him for making out with my Just wife an, type thing. An easy scapegoat. Uh, and I think the erasing it out of his own memory was, I don't want the memory of killing my wife because I didn't go in there intending to kill her. It was a crime of passion type thing. Yeah. Um, so it brings me back to this space where I wonder how much more nuanced work um, and thoughtful work we could get out of him if he was left with that memory yeah, and something to work through as he continues to do this study. You know, well, maybe you don't stick him in jail. If you really want him to continue the study, you're the government. Ultimately, you have this fucking power. But yeah. wouldn't it be this great ethical lesson for him to have to live with? Yeah, and and there is a line in here where um, the emissary tells him that Meryl thinks she died in accident, and he's going to think that for the rest of his life. And he does say that there's no way to recover the memory. So I don't Mm. know. It's the question. Is the emissary telling the truth here? Was there actually no way of recovering the memory back from Cam and putting it back in Meryl's head? Or... Or was this actually what the emissary thought was the best path forward for Meryl? Was he doesn't want, he just wants him to get back to work. He doesn't care about punishing Meryl for the crime of murder. The project takes priority over that. Yeah, that part bothers me. Yeah, Um, because he did commit murder and it's not that I want him to sit in punishment, but I want him to understand it, to live it, to to know what it was and to let it color his future studies. Even if we believe that this is a good man and they made a really, really fucking stupid mistake. Yeah, like a ridiculous idea and just followed it through. um, Wouldn't if a mind that sharp and that. It, it, you know, able to handle complex ideas could work through this and maybe find a way to help yeah. push through these ethical things that we deal with. And it's, I it's don't know. the same. I know. And it's the same, you know, I, I think of something that is tr- 
truly an accidental death. Like uh, I remember this this story, and it's sort of, I think, a fear of, of everyone who drives. You know, this woman in, in broad daylight was driving down. Uh, it wasn't even a neighborhood street. Like it was, it was like a, a country road that's like technically there's houses off it, but like the speed limit's forty five or fifty or something. Yeah, and was just driving, and there was no one around. And suddenly, on the other side of a bush, like, with absolutely no time to do anything, this young boy runs out into the street because he was crossing the road to get to the house across the street. And just, there was no way anyone could have reacted in any way. And, And the kid died. And, like, she then has to live with that. And it has, even if she has no guilt in that, it truly was an accident of the most accidental sorts. Right. Like that still colors her entire life after that. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, you know, there's maybe there's a way that she's like, I can find a way to make good from this. Yeah. Because our, our, our brains are incredible at that. And maybe it's just, maybe she becomes an advocate for awareness on these roads. Maybe she becomes someone who cares about this type of safety. Maybe she just constantly is more mindful while she's right. Who knows? But something can happen through this. That's good. But that's, but that's what I'm saying about the whole thing of, of when all your memories are, are pebbles and rocks in the river that is your brain. Like regardless of, what it is those larger boulders like that like someone's death like you this guy killing his wife in a moment of passion is going to be a giant fucking boulder in your river mm-hmm. that all your memories are going to go around so in this case if it's just completely deleted yeah i yeah i just don't like it i just don't no. like it no no uh, I hate it. I'm not a fan, <laughs> but I am a fan of this freaking episode <laughs> because any episode that gets three rants out of me yeah. is probably a good episode. So uh, later, yeah. after the mission, back at the SGC in the locker room, Landry comes in and he's... Landry's never seen language like that on a report before. Cam, like apologizes but in a way you know he's not actually sorry for anything he said yeah yeah Uh, yeah and apparently sam and daniel like also are right along the same lines in their reports Uh (laughs) uh-huh uh a lot of uh words and then I can only imagine Teal'c's report was like half a page long because it's just like these. This is the bullet points of shit that happened. Done. Yeah, that's how this Teal's was the reports. thing. Thing was bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do particularly love how it's Sam and Daniel had words, and Teal'c just wrote like "indeed" on his. <laughs> Turned <Yeah>. it in. <laughs> Um, and this whole time, Cam can't even look back at Landry. He's just focused on his locker and getting changed. Yeah. Um, Sam knew that Cam had relived a difficult memory, but Sam still has no clue what he relived. But Landry has read Cam's service report. Landry knows what he relived. And Landry admits it never goes away. Yeah. Um. And he finally turns and faces Landry and admits that he almost resigned after that incident. Uh, and Landry is glad he didn't and leaves. And we see a recent photo of Cam and his dad in his locker. 
And we Yay, flash. Dad. This dad is a badass. This dad is fucking awesome. And we flash yeah. to Cam and his father walking shortly after um, the F-16 incident. And Cam gets, like, Cam's like, Cam's dad is like, look, I know how you feel, but resigning isn't going to change anything. It's not going to change what happened in the past. It's not going to make you feel better. And plus, you're not someone who can just go, like, fly airliners. You can't just be a commercial pilot doing the route from D.C. to New York a couple times a week. Like, you're not like your mom. As much as you wish you were like your mom, you're not. You're like me. And that's shitty in some situations, but it's where we are. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love this because he says, not only did say as like that you wish you were like your mom but he says i wish like you were like your mom yeah. however you're stuck being like me the yeah. man who literally just w- went so hard that he lost his legs yeah, yeah. and I, I i like the acknowledgement that someone else resigning and becoming and, and f- just flying planes for someone else that would be enough for someone else yeah that would lead to healing or or that would change something but his dad knows him or, or they like, would be content in that yeah but yeah sam, the, but cam will never be content no. in just a st- simple life no uh now i'm now i'm quoting lord of the rings in my brain <laughs> tell it how some can be content oh no i lost you life. okay so um and also, fun fact, uh, the little girl um, with the frisbee behind them is Tatiana Shanks. That's Michael's daughter. Oh, no. Did we lose Did we lose Grace at the very, very end of all of this? Hold up. We have to pause. Oh. Wait. This is, it lasted, guys. Our connection to each other lasted until the very end. And it just kicked off at the last second. But I think we have Grace back again. I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, it was weird. Like, we were lagging and lagging and lagging the whole time through. And then right at the end, it was just like, you're done. You're done. (laughs) So you missed my fun fact that the little girl playing Frisbee behind them. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, is Tatiana Shanks. It's Michael's daughter. Oh, nice. I did miss that. That's adorable. Um, dang it. <laughs> and uh, this episode was, uh, there was a memory card uh, at the end. It was a memory of Jeff Upton, who was a gaffer and the lighting technician on SG-1. Thank you. I wanted to know who that was. I knew you would. I got you, girl. Yay. Yeah, this episode was a lot. This episode was... It definitely a grace episode. This is yes. definitely going on my list. Yes. I love and someday, it. I, someday we're going to go back and make that list. We're going to fucking do <laughs> it. keep forgetting to. Listen, here's the truth. We're not forgetting to. We haven't we're forgotten not. any of the things that we need to do. But, Our lives yes. are just fucking nuts. Everyone's will, lives are nuts. We're gonna, Our jobs have not slowed down at all. When, when, yeah. we, when we are able to get together and sit next to each other again, we will have... Uh, uh, we will fully go through the list of current seasons of SG-1 Atlantis, place everything in the list. We'll do it, guys. Yeah, so the reality is that, uh, you know, I'd rather just tell the truth and say we have not forgotten any of this. We are aware of all the things that we still need to do. It's just just nuts. I've forgotten a little bit. 
<laughs> I have not. It all lives right here. I think that's why I'm always anxious. Because I don't actually forget any of these things. Yeah. I'm just like, can't think about it right now. Can't think about it right now. I, uh, whereas I'm incredibly grateful. Like, yeah. Things go on my list. And then, like, I remember the list exists, but I don't always remember the details on the list until I sit Got down it. and go, what's on that list again? And then things come back. Gotcha. Uh, I, you know, I think it's fair. I can speak for both of us to say we're incredibly grateful to still be able to work, to be able to do this 100%. pod, to do the things that we have to do. But man, it's it's a lot right now. It's a lot to do. Um, and, and and some of it is not. I think as as everyone can say, a lot of what we're doing is not uh, 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 material things that we're actually doing. Doing a lot of what we're doing is just emotional work to yes to like deal to get through it. Yeah, yeah. So um, so we. Cannot be more thankful for your patience. Um, truly, truly. There's a lot that we've got to do for y'all, and we appreciate you, and we just need to find a way to show it. <laughs> on, a, on a plus side, uh, for for our patrons, uh, I right before we started recording, showed Grace an actual pod card that I'm That's almost common. done with. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> I, I actually have a pod card that's probably 75 to 80% done, guys. Oh, yeah. But Success. we should wrap this thing up because we're about to hit two hours. Uh-huh. We talk um, a lot, guys. Holy crap. Um, I love this episode. I love a good mind bender like this. I love anything when we're sitting here talking ethics. Yeah. I want to know what happens in the future with the... Galerians, Galerians, Galerians. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) But I have a feeling they'll be back. And they're such an interesting mirror of our own society. Yes. So that'll be fun to see how that works. Um, Uh, And it's nice to learn more about Cam. Yes, it is. It's very nice. Um, And next up is Stargate Atlantis Epiphany. Epiphany. I like that word. Uh, is it, it's a fun it, word. Wait, wait, is it epiphany or epiphany? I guess it's epiphany. Epiphany. It's Ep- epiphany with an e, but it's a soft e, so it's epiphany. Epiphany. Yeah. Um, we'll see you guys next week with epiphany. Yeah, yeah. Until then, find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Find us at Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. Uh, email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. Rate us, like us, review us on where you find your podcasts. Uh, I forgot one. That's patreon.com slash it's a place like Tara. Uh, Just to let you guys know, if you are a patron, I do know the initial Discord invite that I sent uh, went null and void. So I have put a second one in the comments. And just a reminder that give us a second because if you get into the Discord, we have to change your rights over to be able to see anything and that's just a manual process that will yeah. take me or shoot us a note through patreon yeah, yeah shoot us a note yeah. and say hey i'm trying to get in and can't get in yeah yeah because yeah. i look at it and and i change people as soon as i can see them but i don't uh always see it as soon as people sign up so yeah uh we'll see you guys next week and we love you and uh, sorry about all the technical crap <laughs> we're going Alrighty. Okay. love you
Thank you.